Hi guys, my name is Jason L. Parker and welcome to the Engage Athletics Leadership Podcast. Yes, this is the show that's all about helping ADs and coaches find their way. Here we'll discuss clarity, goal setting, best practices, and everything in between. We want you to thrive internally with our families and in our positions as ADs and coaches. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's show and in what's going on today, I want to remind everybody that our topic this month is nurturing new leaders. And I also want to remind you that leadership is so important for not just those around you, but for you yourself. So I hope you guys really dive into this topic and sink your teeth deep into some of the tips and tools that we offer here. Today's show, we have a great guest, Todd Gordon, who is CEO of Todd Gordon Leadership Services. He's definitely got some insights for you uh, to take a hold of and use in your profession. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Today's extra point is all about ticketing. Listen, whether you're a coach or AD, you can be the one that comes up with a great idea by um, helping your school district, your athletic department to make more money through its tickets. Uh, Everyone sells them, right? And so you might as well get money off of them. But there are so many um, ticket providers who don't provide rebates. Well, that is not the case with Excite Tickets. Excite Tickets is out of Arkansas, but Ryan Hughes is the CEO. He does a great job getting to all of the, um, throughout the region, visiting schools, connecting with ADs, connecting with coaches. They also handle fundraising. They have a unique um, ticket marketing tool through their posters, their vibrant posters, through their vibrant tickets. And uh, like I said, they can also come in and coordinate your entire athletic department's fundraising. So I don't care if you're a coach or AD, uh, this is a topic you might want to bring up and see if it makes sense for you. I know for us, it definitely did. So check out Excite Tickets and connect there with Ryan Hughes. And that's today's Extra Point. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Engage Athletic Leadership Podcast, the show where we help coaches and ADs find their way. And I'm so super geeked about my guest today. He is a in his 34th year in education and his 16th as an AD at Des Moines Roosevelt High School. I'm so super excited, really, because he is a, what I consider a leadership guru, Uh, He started his own consultant firm by the name of Todd Gordon Leadership Services. And uh, this is someone who who I follow, somebody who gives me some inspiration each day. And so I'm happy to share him with the Engage Athletic Leadership um, family. And his name is Todd Gordon. Hey, Jason, nice to be with you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Hey, thank you for getting up early and and sharing some wisdom and some knowledge with us. Um, I really want to focus on what is our topic for this month, which is nurturing new leaders in the profession. 
of athletic administration. And I, I really believe, Todd, that this is a topic that may initially turn some people off, right? Because I think we naturally say, oh, I've heard enough about leadership or maybe I'm too young, I'm not a leader or I'm too old, I'm done with leadership or I'm in the middle and I'm so busy, I don't have enough time to lead. So it's one of those things that I think ultimately everyone's got to realize that number one, they are a leader. And not only that, but leadership is a key component to our success as leaders, actually. And it's actually a huge determinant of our value and the value we provide. So I believe that many aren't where they want to be because they're not where they need to be as leaders. And so leadership turns the dial not only for others, but for ourselves. And so I guess I say all that to say, obviously you're, you're in the leadership space, but really why is leadership important to you? Well, I think, yeah, your, your, your point is, is spot on. Um, it's it's an everyday, every moment uh, thing. And that's the way I think we have to look at it. If we don't, if we just are getting up in the day and say, well, I'm going to look for moments when I can lead, then all we're going to do is look. Right. The moments are the moments are in our face every day. And they're, every time we walk through the hallway, there's an opportunity to, to have a leadership moment. Um, even if it's just because I, I believe, I guess, that leadership is is based on relationships. Right. And we've got to build those relationships. And we don't just build relationships with our, you know, the coaches that we we work with, you know, closely. Um, you know, at Des Moines Roosevelt, we, we have a staff of, you know, over 150 people. And that's support staff. That's teachers. And there's some that I don't interact with you know, hardly at all. But if I see them in the hallway, I at least need to greet them Mm -hmm. and uh, see if they'll pause and have a conversation, but at least we're building that relationship. And then if they have a problem with a program or a coach or a, a a student, you know, maybe they'll reach out to us, but we've, it's, it's about building those relationships. So it's not about waiting for the leadership opportunities to come to you. I think they're there in front of you every day. Yeah. And every moment, every step you take, and uh, we just have to be aware of that, and uh, you know, don't overthink it. Right. Uh, we're not trying to change things in the middle of a hallway, but at least a conversation can be started. We can start a relationship with right. uh, that teacher or that student right. just by saying hi. Well, I, uh, we start to gain I'm, some trust. I think that's huge. I'm a big believer that uh, leadership is a mindset. You know, it's not something that, like you said, you're just waking up and looking for opportunity. I think it's a mindset. And I think we have to create more systems, what I call systems of sharing. Uh, we, we often create systems to share our finances, right? Whether it's paying tithes or going to Goodwill or holiday giving. Uh, but when you realize you're a leader, you have to set up systems to share your leadership knowledge. And I think Rather than looking for those opportunities, what we have to do better as leaders is prepare ourselves, look for ways to prepare ourselves. And that way, when the opportunities present themselves, they're organic. And so can you talk about some of the systems you kind of set up to prepare yourself as a leader? Well, I think it's, you know, you kind of mentioned it too in in your 
opening there was, um, you know, just continuing uh, to grow and just knowing that, you know, if we think we don't have anything left in us or we think we're too busy, then we're going to be too busy. So the mindset of just always trying to gather some knowledge, um, whether that be uh, through, through reading, uh, through podcasts like this, um, you know, everything's a choice and it, we make a choice to either grow or, um, you know, we've all heard the quote, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. There is no staying the same. And, uh, so when we're leaders, I think we always have to have that mindset too, that we've got to, we have to keep growing. What, and, what are uh, some things you do to grow yourself as a leader? Well, I, I think just like this, um, I really have a lot of conversations with people. Um, I, I think, you know, we've, we're obviously in a texting society. We're in where, but man, I pick up the phone and if I have a question or I, I, I think, man, I'm, ha I'm having some trouble with this. Then I, I reach out to some experienced ADs or some friends and we just talk about it. Um, I've always said that I, I think, you know, as coaches, coaches kind of try to hide things and hoard things. And, you know, we want that one up. We want to be able to pull one out of our hat. You know, I've heard coaches say, well, we practiced on that for three weeks and we're saving it for this moment. <laughs> and ADs, you know, I think we're sharers. Yeah. Um, we, you know, whether you're in Iowa or Oklahoma, uh, I think uh, the network of people, I think if we have ideas that can help other ADs do their job more efficiently and, and uh, touch more people and be better leaders, we're willing to share it. And uh, there's, there's no, no hiding yeah. that. So I think that's, we're in a great fraternity and uh, that we need to take advantage of right. that. Um, the other thing that you do really, um, I mean, I just try to be grounded. I try to uh, start my day off, you know, the right way and uh, get some scripture and, and make sure I'm getting my mindset right. And uh, uh, just stay grounded that way. And, and sometimes you know, leadership is just helping somebody get through the day. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think, so you have to be very intentional about, I mean, when I walk through the hallways, um, with 2000 kids, when I see some, I, I say hi to them, I right. greet them. Uh, um, and unfortunately that some kids, that might be the only greeting they get all day. That's even positive to say hi and a smile. Yeah, so we, we have uh, to realize that leadership is not, only huge rah-rah speeches and, and blog posts, you know, it, it's obviously how you carry yourself on a daily basis. And I love the fact that that starts with priming for your day. Like I said, preparing yourself for opportunities of leadership, big and small. And so that's huge. I'm a huge proponent of priming, getting up, getting some time to yourself to prepare yourself because ultimately, and you know, this well, Todd, somebody out there is going to depend on your leadership. There's going to be somebody whose day you can change with that greeting or with that conversation, or maybe with that blog post. Even um, we had a head coaches varsity head coaches meeting for our district last week and really got to talk about some things that, that I think will make a difference for many of our student athletes. But like you said, if it's not something that's on a high level all the time, Often it's just those conversations. Often it's just the fact that I'm walking through the hall smiling or, or willing to 
be open to others that that will eventually lead to, to opportunities for leadership. So I think that's huge. Um, I also wanted to ask you about barriers to leadership, because I don't care if if you are uh, used to leading coaches and now all of a sudden you have to lead administrators or Maybe you once led middle school students and now you have to lead older students. But whatever the case, leadership has a tendency to graduate. And despite that, at each level, there are barriers and anxieties and fears that come with the territory. I know for me, I have no problem getting it up in front of hundreds or even thousands of other administrators and adults. But when it comes to talking to kids for some reason, I have more anxiety. And so there are certain barriers to levels of leadership that, that kind of um, hold us back sometime or cause us to be fearful. Can you talk a little bit or what advice would you give Todd to, to those who uh, are looking to break those barriers of leadership or get over those fears that pre- prevent us from progressing as leaders? Well, I have the first thing that came to my mind uh when you talk about barriers are our past experiences mm-hmm. or things that maybe others have shared with us, but really, I mean, yeah, past experiences are past experiences. And, you know, you say you, you're going to learn from the past. Well, you learn from the past, but you've got to act on what has happened in the past. If, if that makes any what sense, do you mean by that? we can say, well, I can, you know, you say, well, I learned from my past experiences. Well, but did you change anything? And did you act on that? Did you make changes just because it didn't work? I think sometimes we say, well, that didn't work. I'm going to put that away. That's in the file under fail. And you know, it it just didn't work that time. Maybe it wasn't ready to be used and whatever we tried to do, um, maybe it just wasn't ready. And maybe we didn't prepare it well enough. I mean, I think we have to take ownership of that. Uh, we get some great ideas sometimes, but then we don't really, we don't go preparing it the way we should. And then it flops yeah. and they say, well, that didn't work. It's, it's never going to work. Well, no, maybe it just wasn't the right time right. yet, but we got to be able to, to put those past experiences and say, well, maybe now's the time we'll try it again. I mean, that's just part of the process is, uh, uh, I think sometimes we, our limits are that we want you want, we want things to be perfect and we want to make sure that, you know, it's going to have maximum impact and boy, it's got to be dynamic and this and that. And, uh, so then we, we think it's not ready. Sometimes we just got to try it and we got to grow it. Um, your first podcast probably wasn't what it is now because you've learned some things, um, to improve it in the last two or three months and same way with writing or, when I've started doing, you know, Instagram posts that they weren't as good three months ago as what they probably are now, just because they're starting to flow better. Um, so we can't say it's not going to work just because it didn't in the past. Right. And I think that's just that, that self-defeating, you know, self-talk that we've got to get rid of. Um, and, and just fill our minds with the fact that, uh, you know, we can do it. And well, uh, what I hear you saying is we've got to uh, leverage our learning opportunities. So every every opportunity, kind of a fail forward type of thing that no matter what you got out of it, make sure you get what you're supposed to get out of it. And so not always is it 
success as we see it, but there's an opportunity there to learn something and that's where you can leverage for greater results. So I absolutely, absolutely. Another thing I wanted to talk about was the promises, communicating promises and pitfalls, which I think it's huge for leaders. And sometimes we don't do enough of, uh, first of all, I believe as a leader, you're called to communicate the promise you see in others, uh, whether that's, you know, calling out some of their great attributes and saying what you see in them and in their future, or, uh, or also communicating the pitfalls to say, Hey, I see you may be doing some things that, that aren't going to be beneficial for you down the road. Um, whether it's somebody who, you know, uses the inappropriate language, or if it's somebody who maybe isn't, isn't spending enough time with their family. Uh, but just how do you go about, how do you handle those conversations as a leader? Well, I, I think the, the thing that I, I try to always remember is that if something happens and we don't address it, then we basically endorse it. So if we have negative things going on and we just ignore it and hope it will go away, well, we're, we're endorsing that behavior. So if it's something that we want to change and as leaders of our department, uh, we are responsible for how that looks uh, to thousands of people on the outside. And um, I mean, that's a huge juggling act to work with people um, flawed people, <laughs> which we are one of, um, and, and to get them on the right track. Um, learning from the past, I, I mean, the greatest leaders that have been in my life have been ones that have been very honest and open. And, uh, I try to emulate that. And I think, again, if we're going to communicate pitfalls, we have to have a relationship with that person and just not start telling them what they got to do better and what can't happen. Um, so it's just that process of continued communication and building that relationship through, you know, one minute conversations, uh, interactions, um, any opportunity we get, we have to build that equity so we can have those crucial conversations. And I think, um, one of the greatest compliments I think we can get as leaders is somebody that will come back or you hear people say, well, he didn't always say what I, I wanted to hear, but he was open and he was honest and I was better because of it. Right. Um, but it, it starts with that relationship again and having them trust you that you're not out to just, you know, break them. You're out for the betterment of the program. And so they can be better with the kids and the parents and the community that they interact with. Yeah. What what would you say has been your biggest, um, factor of your improvement as a leader what's been the one thing that has taken your leadership to the next level i think the willingness to do what we just talked about yeah and that is to have those crucial conversations right. and uh just to be open uh with people um well i love what you said that first of all to get to those conversations you've got to develop relationships and to be willing to develop relationships you've got to have yourself prepared and so to me those that's the steps to getting to where you ultimately need to be as a leader and to getting others to 
their next level of success, whatever problem or circumstance they're facing. And so I think the theme of today is, is really being intentional from the moment you wake up, uh, whether it's uh, listening for opportunities and conversation, whether it's uh, the spirit with which you go about your day, cultivating those things will ultimately open up for more leadership opportunities and growth as a leader. And that's something that I, I, I'm a big believer in as well. Yeah. And I, I think, um, you know, when you're, when you're building those relationships and you're having those conversations, chances are, you know, I was in coaching and I was a head coach for 27 years and chances are you have experienced, um, what that head coach is experiencing. So you need to leverage your past experiences and how you dealt with that. And sometimes, you know, as a young coach, we didn't deal with things like we would now. Right. Uh, because we just didn't have that mindset, that maturity. Um, uh, and so, but I think we need to, we need to let our people know that, Hey, I failed at this. Right. And this is why I failed. And I don't want to see you do the same thing. And so help them see that there's another way to do that. And uh, yeah, it, I think we just have to make sure we use what we've done in the past, positive, negative, not to brag if it's been positive, but boy, there's so many times that I think we've failed that we maybe failed for a reason. And maybe that was to use it in the future when we could lead others and keep them from going down that same path. That's awesome. Well, listen, we wrap up every podcast with a couple of questions or a few questions that I call our three to go. Um, and basically, these are questions that really get down into let us know a little bit more, more about you and why you do what you do. Uh, I do believe these questions uh, will inspire other athletic leaders to really hone in on their why, on their purpose and use it to obviously become better leaders and become engaged as leaders. And so first question on the three to go is, Todd, when are you at your best and how do you get there? I'm at my best when I, my priorities are straight um, and my focus is on what it should be. And I think we have to model that. I mean, I, I tell our coaches and directors all the time, um, you know, your faith, whatever that looks like, your family, and then this job. And if those things get out of whack, then I think the kids suffer and our programs suffer and you will suffer. So, and I think we have to model that. Um, so, you know, I try to be very intentional with my day and get up and have some quiet time and, and make sure I am, uh, preparing myself, um, uh, through scripture, through prayer, um, through praying about situations that are, I know, you know, if I'm going to have a tough situation that day, man, I need to make sure my mind's right and ready for that. And That's it's, it's going to be, um, it's going to be good for the person, not just to develop them in their job, but maybe it can be, you know, some sort of, um, way to lead them in faith too. That's huge. Um, I, I pray over situations as well. I pray over people I work with and people I work for and it just it has a way like you said earlier a lot of this stuff we do benefits us more than more than others but it just has a way of really bringing bringing a peace to to uh what would otherwise be that that difficult conversation or 
um, kind of gives you some some steel in those moments of um, that are that are tough. And so I, I I really love that you said that. Yeah, and I I think uh, you know it doesn't stop just at you know six thirty or seven a.m. Man, you're praying for those situations all throughout the day. If that tough conversation is going to happen at two o'clock, you can about count at one fifty-five to one fifty-eight. There's going to be some <laughs> prayer over that, you know, sure. uh, and more for maybe calmness on my part. Oh, for sure. <laughs> to, yeah. To make sure I kind of stay cool in it too, and and do the right thing and say it the right way. So, yeah. um, you know, I I think as I've grown older too, I think you have to learn to say no, and you have to learn to know that you can't be everywhere and everything for everybody. Um, you know, one of the things that, that my wife and I did uh, a little over a year ago when I'm talking to you from there now, uh, is we bought a condo at a lake north of Des Moines. Uh, I was great lakes, Lake Okaboji. And uh, so we're, we, we get away, we get out of town uh, even for a weekend for 24 to 36, 48 hours. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's important. Yeah. I tell our coaches too, um, you know, I really don't, I don't check email on much after maybe Saturday morning mm -hmm. uh, and Sunday. I really, I stay off of it right. and, uh, right. put that away. And I tell our coaches and directors, if you need me, you can call me, Right. Uh, but don't send me an email and expect me to respond. Right. If you're an emergency, now, sometimes you have to explain that, you know, your emergency is not my emergency yeah, exactly. based on your plan. Well, <laughs> but, what I love about all this is the fact that you go above and beyond to make sure your priorities stay in the right place. And if more yeah. athletic leaders are able to do that, we're going to have more engaged leadership that can make it through to their 34th year in education as they have. And so gracefully and in a way that has you, I mean, obviously starting a leadership consulting firm and doing these things um, after 30 plus years in the industry, it means that you've, you've been balanced and you've done it in the right way. So kudos to you. Uh, question number two is how do you practice learning? Uh, again, um, every opportunity that you can. And what, what's great about this day and age, um, besides picking up an actual book, I mean, people maybe remember what books are, you know, when you turn pages and things like that. Uh, you know, that's, that's all you had and you had conferences and clinics. Uh, but you know, to be able to listen to podcasts like this one, uh, this is a tremendous opportunity to grow. Um, there's some other ones out there as well, but just, you just, you can pick up, little tidbits, nuggets here and there. I've got notebooks that I just take little notes in. Um, and obviously through social media, uh, you can pick up a lot of things uh, to read. Um, again, I, I think it's just important to try to pick up, uh, even if it's just a minute of reading something quick. And uh, What does that normally look like for you? Are you getting on LinkedIn? Or are you going to you know, a certain website or a certain guru thought leader that you listen to often? Yeah. One of the, the, uh, persons I listen to, uh, Kevin DeShazo, um, I really like Kevin as culture wins and, and, uh, his, his minute podcast, you know, every morning 
<clears throat> you know, comes across. And uh, that's just a, it's always got some good thoughts in it. Uh, I picked up his book, uh, Leadership Interrupted, mm-hmm. I believe is the name of it. And uh, uh, that's just got little readings in it. And yeah. that's by my desk. And, you know, you pick one of those up and uh, just go through that and just think about it. Just I, gives you a little thought. Yeah, he's good. I actually went to school with Kevin, believe it or not. So ah, a little awesome. Fast, so that's awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, I really encourage everybody out there. You you cannot get better. I mean, we tell students if you're a, if you're a quarterback, you're going to look at somebody like Tom Brady. If you're a point guard, you're going to look at – somebody like Steph Curry, like we have to be focused on getting better and learning more. And it often starts with looking up to those leaders, you know, that are recognized in their industry as being good at what they do. And so everybody out there, I want to encourage you to find a thought leader. I don't care if you're wanting to get into real estate or you're wanting to teach your son, you know, how to, I don't know, shoot a rifle, whatever it may be. Um, get involved with some thought leadership and, and really um, find somebody and, and focus on it, become more intentional about it. So that's huge. Yeah. Uh, another one, I'll just one more that I know I get every day, you know, obviously the guru, John Maxwell, oh, but his yeah. minute with Maxwell video series that comes yeah. every morning in an email. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, I used to use Maxwell every day and I used to also use uh, John Gordon every day and send it out to my coaches. So yeah, yeah, those guys are great. Um, last question is, why does this work as an athletic administrator or in uh, high school athletics? Why why does it matter to you? Because it has to. And um, I think we mentioned it earlier. Uh, it, it's about one interaction a day that maybe is ordained that is destined for that day and we have to be ready for it. We have to be open to it. And, uh, I think if we've, if we've committed to leadership for the right reasons, um, we will see those opportunities and we will not only see them, we will seize them and we will make a difference. Um, one interaction, one moment, one day at a time. Um, you know, it's great when leaders have, have gotten themselves to the point where there's, they can go out and speak to hundreds to thousands of people. Um, but our job, we are boots on the ground, so to speak. And we are there just trying to make a difference in one person's life. And um, it's just a mindset. It's a, it's a way of life that we've committed to. And we have to be faithful to that. I think we've been called to this and um, we've got to be faithful to our call. Well, well, that's awesome. I think your ability to understand number one, your priorities aligns with you being fully aware of your purpose. And again, I want more athletic leaders to get there. First and foremost, it starts with how you start your day guys. So again, put set aside some time, uh, to think on these things, to meditate on these things, to, to some time for some additional learning. It's huge. And, and it ultimately leads to you finding balance, you finding purpose, and you finding your lane. And so, again, Mr. Gordon, I can't thank you enough uh, for joining us here today. Where can people connect with you or find out more about Gordon Leadership Services? 
Well, any of our uh, Gordon Leadership Services on Instagram, uh, that's that's published uh, daily. Uh, just a little blurb, a little uh, something. I, I usually create content, create a graphic, and uh, create a little bit of, uh, you know, two or three paragraph uh, thought to go with it every day. Uh, that's Gordon Leadership Services, and that's also the same on Facebook. Um, ToddAGordon.com is the website, and um, we have a blog there that I <clears throat> update usually every seven to ten days. Um, and there's some different areas there, too, but uh, anything uh, uh, podcast that, that I, I did for a while, and now I, I'm going to kind of redo that format, uh, you've kind of inspired me to to maybe do some other things interactively with some people too, uh, awesome. through the great work that you're doing. So, um, yeah, let's just uh, continue to grow the network and, uh, develop leaders, uh, any way that we can. I appreciate the work that you're doing as well. I appreciate you. Well, I'll definitely be looking forward to connecting with you at this year's, uh, national athletic directors conference in San Antonio. And so until then, and until next time, guys, um, stay engaged.